Did you hear about Caitlyn Jenner on Fox News? Is it going to be on? Is that something? <laughs> it never ends. Tells you what you need to know about Fox, doesn't it? Indeed. World's on fire. Yeah. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for pass the salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I'm looking for something. I told you sometimes I get a, I get a nudge in right at the last minute, and I'm trying to get this thing over here to Jonathan here real uh, this morning. Happy Friday morning, April, April Fool's Day. Now, I was going to come on and do some type of April Fool's joke, but I thought that's kind of cheesy. I'm, I'm not going to do that. We're, we're all adults here. But March flew by, didn't it? Ides of March are gone. Jonathan, I'm working. I'm sending you this. Uh, uh, just, it's just Psalm 2. I meant to have it up there before and forgot. Oh, no, that's not. Oh, you do? Cool. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A- April 1st. April, May, June. We're we're heading uh, heading that way. Hey, listen, let me give you a heads up right at the beginning. We're going to take communion. In fact, we're going to take communion here in, in just a couple of minutes. So if you if you could, I'll just kind of I'll just kind of run in circles while you guys get up and go get you something, uh, get you an element, um, you know, something to drink, something to eat. And uh, we want to try to start doing this every uh, Friday. It was a suggestion of Joe, and uh, part of the realization is you guys really are. You really are my, uh, you're becoming my family. I don't use the term church family, but you guys are, uh, <laughs> it's to you guys that I turn when I get in trouble. I don't get on the phone and call my natural family. Do you guys do that? Call your natural, your outside. I got friends outside Christian world, but really, if I, if I need something, uh, it's you guys that are spread out all across, all across America and, and um, honored to be able to call you, call you friends. I want to, Talk about this real quickly before we get gone. Make sure I did that. No, I don't want to do that. No, no. Uh, I want. I'm, we're going to really, really dive into something today. Um, been doing a little bit of preparation. I, I pause there a second. I always wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Um, um, Psalm two. Throw it up there. You, do, you have it up there. I'm going to read this before I, uh, even before I turn my release. No, I'm not. I'm going to turn Myra loose now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My, uh, Myra, get ready to go. Everybody else, go get you some, some elements here for uh, for communion. Myra, give us our wake-up prayer here today. I will do Although that. I, said, I will do that, Coach. Thank you so much. Good morning, <clears throat> Harold. How are we doing? Good morning, Saints. Galatians uh, 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there's no law. Against such there is no, there's no law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So against those fruits, there is no law. There's no law against them. Thank you, Myra. That's a good word. Keep going. 
Thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to coach Dave Heidel and lead yeah. on to all truth. Philippians 1, uh, 6, King James Version. Being confident of this thing that we which have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 John 10, 27 through 28, King James Version. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Amen. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Never any man proc them out of my hand. Acts 2.10, King James Version, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Leviticus 8.22, King James Version, Thou shalt not lie with mankind and with womankind, it is abomination. I release the grace, love, and joy of the Lord unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good, good one. Boy, Myra, I could, boy, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Every, every time you get one of those verses, I like to just stop and break one, break those apart. Because see, the people who do the speed reading contest, you guys know what that is, right? Those who say, I'm going to read through the Bible. Every, every, uh, once a year, I'm going to read through the Bible. And then they hurry through so they can accomplish reading through the Bible, and they miss what they were reading as they were reading through the Bible. The Bible's deep. It goes deep. You have to ponder on it. It says meditate on it day and night, night and day. Meditate on it. That that's your weapon of your warfare. It's the word of God. We have to be able to use it, learn it, use it, apply it. And uh, God, I think, just thank God that we have that word. So uh, um, we're going to take communion. So if you have a if you have a little wafer, cracker, peanut, whatever would be, ask you to join in here with me now. We all know the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took took the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take this and eat of it. This is my body, which is I've given up for you for the uh, for the remission of your sins. He said, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. And those of you who follow the show closely know that uh, in a lot of ways, we call it a sacrament, but I think that, I think it's a sacrament that's kind of a man-made sacrament and, and a man-made tradition. And I'm all for the taking of communion, but I think that as often as we do that, as often as we eat or as often as we drink, anytime you eat, that's why you pray before you sit down at the meal, as often as you do it. You do it in remembrance of him, the sacrifice that he made that you'd even have bread to be able to eat, even have a, a water or wine or whatever it be to even to be able to drink. And so every time we sit down to, to uh, eat the elements, eat anything, we want to do it in remembrance of him. So go ahead and uh, take whatever, whatever bread you have today and uh, go, ahead and, go ahead and eat that. Thank you, Lord. When he got done with that spicy bread, he was thirsty. He said, I need something to drink. He said, just as, uh, rather than just letting this quench my thirst, said, as often as you get something to drink, 
I want you to think that that liquid signifies my blood that was shed upon the cross. And the perfect blood, the untarnished, unmixed blood that is used as a payment for the remission of your sins. And uh, it says, same thing, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of him. And remember this, that it's his blood, blood that washes us clean. It's the blood that's the payment for all the sins that we've committed. So, Lord, uh, I just confess to you, Lord, I'm a sinner. Not a sinner. I'm saved by grace. But Lord, uh, thank you that you've, that you've uh, rescued me from that uh, from that sin, that sin nature. Lord, pray that you just continue to give me victory over it, Lord, and forgive me of all sins, spoken and unspoken, even those that I don't remember, Lord. That somehow uh, tarnished your name. Let's pray that you uh, be glorified, innocent through us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to take you down. I want to take you down a rabbit hole today. I want to take you down a rabbit hole. I was um, last little bit foggy. What's going on? I was I was prompted by something that that happened to uh, yesterday, and uh, you know we were talking on the show about. Uh, Let's talk about Bible history a second. And somebody, I made a comment yesterday during the show, and somebody, I can't remember who it was, texted me and said something. And it, it was this. And said, Coach, I never thought about uh, how many kingdoms have risen and how many kingdoms have fallen. And uh, we probably aren't very good in history anymore, but we could go back and trace just what we know about world history of the kingdoms. That, where'd the Roman Empire go? Where, where is, where's that thing? The Medes and the Persians and... Where'd all those go? Kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall. And in fact, uh, democracies, if there is such a thing, a d- democracy being an idea of the people as rulers of the government, tend to be very, very short-lived because we're sinful. And people get in power, and power corrupts absolutely, and uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the more powerful you get, the more the rebellion comes in, the more the sin comes in. And Next thing you know, judgment comes upon that nation. Boom, it's gone. And look back, and it's happened to many, many. Think how great Britain, <laughs> great Britain. Now, they didn't call it Great Britain because it was great. I suppose it meant Greater Britain. But uh, think of how powerful Great Britain used to be. They said that the, the sun never sits on the British Empire. Never set on the British Empire. Wow. Does today, doesn't it? Well, does it really? Think about the kingdoms that have risen. The king. Think how strong Japan was at one time. Germany and the United States. We've been around a little, over a little two hundred near two hundred fifty years, and uh, have we reached the apex of, of of our greatness and of our strength? And are we on a downward slide? And are we going to be crushed? And does the crushing of America truly mean the end of the world? Is that what we're to suspect? Does God have His timeline being measured by what goes on in the United States, or? Not. And so in thinking about that, I was, I was reminded of Psalm 2, and we've read this a million times. I'm going to talk a little bit with you today about the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Which I remember back when I was, um, when I was first really getting awakened, probably back in the uh, probably early 2000s. I remember I heard the name of Alex Jones and uh, David Icke and 
some of these other guys. And I kind of casually would look at some of their stuff, thought that, man, those guys are crazy. Those guys are crazy. And then, you know, the more they hang around, the less crazy they seem to be, right? And they were talking about the bloodlines and the Illuminati and uh, the Masons and and never me, you know, I don't know if I ever really put the connection together. I don't, I don't know if I really did. And as I've gotten older and done more and more research and met more and more people and uh, thank God for the internet because information is so, can you imagine um, going to the, can you imagine in 19, when I was in college, 1971, can you imagine going to the library and going to the card catalog and looking up information on the Illuminati? How many books do you suppose would be out there? How about, can you imagine going and trying to find uh, uh, research information on satanic bloodlines? You think you could go to your local library and find books and all that kind of stuff? And the answer to that would be no, of course you couldn't. So as you're growing up and all this stuff's going on around us and uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on. We have such a small understanding of the world and the way the world functions and the way the world operates. We spoke yesterday about how instantaneously we can be communicating with each other right now. And, and uh, I was just talking, talking to Joe. Uh, Joe's over in Denmark. I said, what time is it in Denmark? He said, we're, we're six hours ahead of you. So Joe's day started six hours ago. And the reality of this whole world somehow working together and mixing together and currencies and began to understand that uh, Psalm 2 began to make more and more sense to me. It says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Does anybody know any biblical scholars out there that could tell me when was Psalm, when were the Psalms written? Do we have any idea? Probably, I mean, I could go do some research. Can somebody look right now and find out for me when the Psalms were written? I see Myra's digging away there. So even back at this time, when the when the when the Old Testament was written, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? They they were kings of the earth even back then, and not only were they kings of the earth back then, but they were they were taking counsel together. The rulers were taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is, are these physical? Are these physical kings? Are these physical rulers? Are they? How, can, how, can they, how could they be taking counsel together in an unorganized world? Myra, did you find it for me? Yes. Uh, 9th and 5th century B.C. 9th Say ninth, that again. Yes. Um, the various authors writing between 9th and 5th centuries B.C. 9th and 5th centuries B.C. And they were telling us back then, why do the heathen rage people imagine a vain thing? The kings of this earth. There were kings of the earth in the 9th to 5th B.C. before Christ. The rulers were taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, folks, were these physical? Were these physical kings? Or were these spiritual kings? Were these demonic entities? Going back to, of course, to, to the flood and, the, and to the uh, uh, Nephilim, the fallen angels. Is that what this is speaking about here? The kings of this earth set themselves. Ninth century B.C. It's a long time ago, isn't it? That they were talking about that. Do you suppose that 
if I was alive in the ninth century BC here in Hebron, Ohio, I even knew there was a Cincinnati, Ohio. Did I even know that there was a Lexington, Kentucky? Did I have any understanding or what type of understanding? So when they talk about the kings of this earth, how did, folks, there's something going on here, isn't there? Isn't there something going on here? It's not like they were on the telephone with each other. It's not like they had communication. It's not like they were texting each other and emailing each other and watching the nightly news. But 900 BC, they knew there were kings of the earth and the rulers were taking counsel together. Dale, I feel like you got something bad here. Coach, it was, the, the, the Psalms were written over a period of time. It was like, it was five centuries. It was about 3,000 yes. years ago. I guess it would be 2000 BC, you know. It, my, my just said between 500 and 900. Oh, okay, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, and it, was, it wasn't just David. It was other Psalms, psalmists that were in his ranks. But when, I, when you said that, you know, were they kings? Were they earthly kings? And the thing that just came to mind, it had to have been dealing with earthly people because we know that Satan was never called king in the earth, but prince in the air, prince of the mm-hmm. air. So, brother, these are definitely that that seed of sin, that seed of rebellion that is even in these kings of the earth. They're always, always going against the seed of the woman. That's right. That's right. You notice that kings is not capitalized. So uh, who knows what? I'm, I'm heading somewhere. Stay there with me. I got to show you this to show you what made me ask this. Okay. Go down to number two, uh, Jonathan, number two on the chart. I came across this this morning because I saw this as clear evidence of the kings of this earth. And who are the kings of this earth? The bloodline, Illuminati, yada, yada. So, Jonathan, oops, that's the wrong one. Number, tell him, don't tell me I did that. Uh, number two. Is that, was that number two, Jonathan? That's not it. That, nope. 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 That, let me click on mine, see what it says here. Yeah, number the, the number two on the chart. There it is. All right. Scroll down there to the video, please. Here's this lady. I don't even know who she is. Peepa. Momgren, the communist at the World Government Summit 2022. She states her belief that the world financial system is about to switch accounting systems and digital money, not decentralized cryptos, but centralized CBDCs, centralized bank digital currency. And I want you to listen. This is about a minute and 37 seconds. And ask yourself, who is this lady? And where, who does she think she is, and where do they get the power to do this? Are these the kings of the earth? Go ahead and play that. Order is always the financial system. Hmm. I, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. Freeze it, and so freeze it, freeze, was, freeze, it, freeze, it, freeze it. Her father was an assistant to Nixon. I wonder how she got that job, how that went down through that family line that her father was an, uh, was an advisor to Nixon, got him off the gold standards, what she's talking about, and here she is. She's sitting at the seat of power. How did she get at that seat of power? Go ahead. I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. 
And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one... Who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? Now, keep listening, because she's going to tell you that they want to change the system of accounting so they know every dollar you spend. Listen, go ahead. Accounting is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, But also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. Is that right? So they, they want to make sure that every one of us have a better life. Isn't it, isn't it nice to know that she's going to do that? Peepa, mom, grinned. did anybody vote for her? Anybody know anything about her? She's sitting at the table. Her daddy sat. Is there a bloodline there? How did, how did she get? How did she get that job? Huh? How does she get to determine what kind of money we're going to have? Now, okay, I'm going to make another connection. You say, Coach, this doesn't connect. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, number one, Jonathan, military deaths. If I, were the, if I were the New World Order, I can tell you right now, one thing I'd want to do, I'd want to kill off American power. Scroll down a little bit, Jonathan. There's a little video there I want you to play. It's about two and a half minutes. Use it, United States... Folks, connect the dots here, please. United States military deaths are up 1,100%. U.S. military deaths up 1,100%. Go ahead, Jonathan. The young men and women who have volunteered to serve and protect their communities as members of the United States military have been under attack by their own government for over a century, experimented on like laboratory animals with mustard gas, plutonium, Agent Orange, and depleted uranium. But what we are experiencing now is the final destruction of the entire U.S. military from within. Those with enough sense to refuse the gene therapy shots are being forced out of military service. Navy SEALs who refused the jab have been denied deployment and even denied permission to travel for medical treatment. But more than two-thirds of the entire U.S. military have chosen to receive this life-altering vaccine, which has now proven to be catastrophic. Attorney-at-law Todd Callender, who is representing the U.S. Navy SEALs versus President Joe Biden, has recently reported an 1,100% increase in U.S. military deaths as a result of these mRNA injections. 
And based on their latest data, they expect this number to soon rise above 5,000%. A leaked military database from the Department of Defense shows us that while the public was being told that it's a crisis of the unvaccinated, the defense secretary and upper command knew 71% of all new cases were among the fully vaccinated. The Department of Defense what? knew what they were doing, and the proper charges are genocide. If you look at all of the documentation, Pfizer's documentation, that they, uh, we did mass spectrometry on their vials, we know what's in these things. And in fact, they even admit that they added an HIV protein into the shots for the purpose of disabling people's autoimmune. Right? They couldn't slip these lipid nanoparticles, which are in fact little bombers that carry pathogenic proteins. Um, to, to effectuate gene modification in the individual, gene therapy as they call it. In order to get those lipid nanoparticles past your cellular defense, your body's defense, they had to disarm your immune system. Yes. And they did that. It's in all the scientific papers. What they didn't do is undo that. And right now they're coming to understand this. People are showing up HIV positive. People with three shots have no immune system left over whatsoever. There is no other way to characterize this other than intentional homicide, the unlawful taking of a human life, except that it's in large numbers, which makes it a genocide. A vaccine delivered AIDS epidemic. That's right. That's correct. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So if you were an Illuminati, if there was such a thing, if you wanted to take over the world, would you be able to do it with a powerful... United States, an independent, powerful United States. And are we seeing the actual weakening of, of our military? Oh, I got so much to dump on us today. <clears throat> so who are the kings of this earth? Let me, I, I see somebody want to jump in there. Hang on a minute. I want to, I want to show you something here. We've got a long way around this fence today, okay? Pull up for me if you can, Jonathan. It's, uh, which one is that? Um, so, uh, bear with me, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, number four, I think it is, John. Pull up number four. <clears throat> the bloodlines of the Illuminati. Uh, Jonathan, you can if you want to. You can put all these things in the chat. I don't want the chat room opened up right now. I don't know if that's right. It's not the right one. I got, uh, it says, which one is it? 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. Click, click on one of the other. Yeah, they're there. Okay, they're already, they're there. There's the Aster bloodline. This is a, I wish I was looking at the same chart. Jonathan, pull another one. Okay, let, let's do this. Scroll on down, make it a little bit bigger, a little bit farther. Right there, right there. Enlarge that if you can, okay? This is from Fritz Springmeister, Meyer. He's done a lot of, lot of the research on the Illuminati. You can do your own research. I'll put it in the chart. Are, is there a group, a powerful demonic group above us? Springmeyer's definition of what constitutes Satanism is rather broad and includes pretty much anything which he considers non-Christian. Satanic groups or fronts include the Catholic Church. This is from Springmeyer now. Freemasonry, Scientology, Watchtower Society, Episcopal Church, Unitarian Church, Yale, Harvard, Mormonism, Kabbalah, Rosicrucians, Nazism, Socialism, Communism, Zionism, Jewish finance, the New Age movement, alchemy, Gnosticism, intelligence agencies, Salvation Army, what? Yeah, Disney movies, and the United Nations. And here's what he says. This is what uh, 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 <laughs> my brain goes dead. It was Springmeyer says, 
all members of the Illuminati are Satanists. All members of the Illuminati are subject to trauma-based mind control. All members of the Illuminati have multiple personality disorder. When a member of an Illuminati bloodline reaches the age of three, he or she is taken to meet an Illuminati grandmother, a high-level satanic priest. Hey, folks, you don't have to believe this, okay? You don't have to believe it. Go to your library and go get in your card catalog and try to look that way. See if you can find it that way. The meetings are held twice a year and are attended by Illuminati families and their Mothers of Darkness, capitalized. The grandmother examines and evaluates seven Illuminati children. If the child is worthy of entry into the Illuminati, he or she is assigned into one of the Illuminati bloodlines. For each approved child, another is sacrificed, and his or her blood is used to write the name of the newly approved Illuminati child. Uh, We won't take time to look at this chart, but this is the pyramid chart of the Illuminati. Still a coach. Who the heck are the Illuminati? Well, if I get my stuff figured out here as to which, make sure Jonathan's clicking on the same thing I'm clicking on. It's not his fault. It's my fault. I didn't didn't make a very good one. Jonathan, uh, go to uh, Springmeister. See if that doesn't do it. There it is. That'll help. Okay, here are the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. Hey, folks, believe it or not, believe it, Okay. It's real or it's not real. Believe it or not believe it. How many of you knew this? Do your own research. I'm not, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about it. Satan is the god of this evil world. This is written by Fritz. As such, Satan needs to, a way to control it. This is accomplished through demon-controlled Luciferians, occultists, and Satanists who carry out Satan's bidding. The Bible refers to those sinister people, their agenda, and their evil works in Ephesians. Also not against flesh and blood. But who really controls world, world events behind the scenes? Years of extensive research and investigation have gone to this massively documented work. It's a book he wrote. 624-page large format book. You'll learn the secret Chinese Lee family who operates with impunity in the United States. Who's Joe Biden messing with? Honey, who's Joe Biden? Who's Joe Biden in bed with? Is he in bed with the Chinese? Hmm. which operates with impunity in the U.S. and around the world. And along the way, you'll find out why President Kennedy and Grace Kelly were killed, who created the United Nations, who controls the two major political parties, how the Rothschilds invented and controlled modern-day Israel, and who secretly funded, founded false religions such as the Jehovah's Witnesses. But I just want you to see this. Here are the uh, 12, actually they say maybe 13 bloodline families. Do your own research. I'm just giving you, I'm just, I'm just laying the, the meat on the table, okay? The Astor bloodline, Bundy bloodline, Collins bloodline, DuPont, Freeman, Kennedy, Lee, Onassis, Reynolds, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Russell, and Van Dyne bloodlines, including the Merovingian family. I don't really know about it. The top 13 families and the Mormon leadership. So there are those that would be considered the Illuminati. By the way, interconnected families, the Disney bloodline. Walt Disney, are you kidding me? 
Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, quack, quack, quack. Huh? The Krupp bloodline and the McDonald. You mean Ray Kroc? Have it your way. That's Burger King, isn't it? Big Mac? All right. I'll put this in the chat. You can follow along, do your own research, and all you want to. Got to show you something else. Hang on, because we're going to get into it. Uh, Do me a favor real quickly. Go down to seven, number seven, the symbols of the Illuminati. We hear people talking about this all the time. You know, halftime of the Super Bowl, every major event, yada, yada. These are, folks, what are they? The all-seeing eye and the pyramid. I'm not going to take time to read down every one of these things. But they all explain why they're important and why you see these symbols everywhere because they are the kings of this earth who are conspiring, all right? You have the all-seeing eye on the pyramid. You have the 666 symbol. You have the pentagram. You'll see these things everywhere. Folks, these are signals to one another, right? It's like putting a a Coach Dave Live on your shirt. If you're going around and you, hit, uh, you see the lightning bolt, that's a sign that you're part of them. Anything having to do with fire, all-seeing eye. Anything to do with snakes or serpents or the Baphomet or the owl or a pyramid or a double-headed eagle. Duro boards, the sun, the pyramid, skulls obelisks like are all around Washington, D.C., and this distorted cross, the upside-down cross. These are all Illuminati symbols. And if you want to, we'll put it in the chat. You can read what every one of those things signify. Cool? Am I doing okay here for a rookie? Am I doing okay? Now, let me go here one more spot. Let's go to the Illuminati chart email. It's an email Standalone email, essentially, uh, Jonathan. In fact, I've got to look at it myself. So this shows you how it works, folks. So at the top, this is just a chart. I don't know how, how big John, that's, that's good, Jonathan. It's all right. Enemies of the people. The trillionaire shadow government. By the way, the ones who are in control that that lady just told us were going to change the financial system. They didn't do it via vote of our Congress. They didn't get our approval. They didn't put it on the ballot. Supreme Court didn't rule on it. She just told us there's going to be a new monetary system. I wonder if that had anything to do with locking us down and breaking all of our businesses. I wonder if it had anything to do with that for, for two years. I wonder if that has anything to do with inflation and making prices so high that the people are going to call for a new system. This is too expensive. It's too expensive. All right, well, here you go. We're going to give you a new system. So you'll be able to, to yeah. What does what Klaus Schwab say? You know nothing and you love it? So the trillionaire shadow government, uh, can you make that a little bit bigger? Because I can't hardly read it. Uh, Jonathan, I don't know if he can. Are the Winds, the Winds, <laughs> the Windsors, right? The Queen, Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and I hate to tell you this, the Vatican. And the billionaire disciples. Again, when the President of the United States gets elected president, there's two people he goes and meets, the Queen of England and the Pope. So the billionaire disciples who make all of it happen are Buffett, Soros, Kissinger, Gates, Bloomberg, Bezos, and Zuckerberg, and they all have their networks. And the agenda is what? 
population control and reduction. Uh, can you say vaccines? Can you say starvation? Their agenda is global digital control. Folks, they cannot re- retain global digital dominance if the United States and the dollar are still strong. They can't do it. Can't do it. And ultimately, one world government. <clears throat> and their formula? What's their formula? Well, let's scroll down and see. Can you get me down there, Jonathan? Their formula is to cause the problem. Pandemic. I can't breathe. Economic crash. And then they fund the reaction. Pandemic, lockdown, masks, social distancing. I can't breathe. Reaction, riots, lawlessness. Economic crash, anarchy, chaos, starvation. They fund the reaction, and then they give us the solution. Mandate the solution. What's the problem for the pandemic? White vaccine ID, microchips. What's the uh, reaction to the I can't breathe? Well, a cashless society. And then what happens with the economic crash with that lady we just talked about? She's going to come in and redo all of our money for us, right? So that's how it works. Now, I got some more. I could throw at you, but I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to overwhelm you. Because, uh, folks, I'm just like you. I, for years and years and years and years, I didn't want to believe this stuff was true. I wanted to believe that the Masons were good people. I did. I wanted to believe that the, the Pope was a good guy. The Pope wanted what was best for the world. And I ran into Catholics, and I mentioned about the Pope, and they say, wow, he's not really Catholic. In, he's, the head of the, he's the head of the church. It's like saying Joe Biden, he's not really American. Uh, what are we going to do? Come on in, Jeff. Let's run down through. Hey, quit. Hey, listen. listen. Tell us a story, not your life stories. Make it quick. Go. Jeff Bell. Okay, I thought you were going Good morning, Coach. Uh, you, you trigger the memory. I was attached to United States Commander Chief Pacific. That's like General MacArthur's position. You have to have a very high clearance. And I was in the print shop, and it's about the media and all that kind of stuff. A uh, uh, lot of intelligence, pictures, stuff like that. I was ordered to take a crew into a classified vault and destroy films. Mm. And we had to put on a 16-millimeter projector and all my gosh what the government did to see how to kill human life and experiment on humans foilage and all kind of stuff yeah baby agent orange you think that uh you don't think if you're in control of the government and the intelligence services you could have killed president kennedy come on wake up wake up craig come on in okay this is where we're on a 50-year cycle okay so on august 15th 1971 guess what we were taken off by Nixon, the gold standard. Do you know what yeah. happened August 15th, 2021? We had just cleared the embassy of Afghanistan. It was a fall of America in 1971. It was a fall of American leader of, of our world role in 2021. What wow. happened 50 years later to the date and December 1st this year of uh, last year, 
uh, Myra, myself, and others were standing in front of the Supreme Court. Why? That's the time in 1971, in December 1st, that's when they heard the first oral arguments of Roe v. versus Wade. It didn't, wow. The decision didn't come out. So not only we're on a spiritual uh, timeline here as well as a physical one. Amen, baby. Hey, got to know your enemy. Got to know your enemy. Reggie, come on in. Then Julie. So, yeah, Coach, this is real. Um, the Illuminati bloodlines and the Masons and all the buzzwords you hear are only the face that hides the real families. Uh, there's actually a hidden 14th bloodline that nobody knows about. And um, most of these names just fall under the real names. And Merovingian is just a bloodline. But they're called houses. And each house has their dark mothers. And this is how they operate. They operate in 90% of the spirit world. What you guys see is the physical faces. And they keep you running going, oh, Illuminati, Illuminati. But really, there's so much more to this. And that's why I just keep incrementally peeling back the layers for you guys. That's what the king of the this is the spiritual warfare that we're talking about, folks. This is the spiritual war. And I'll always understand this, that Satan always masquerades as an angel of light. He comes as a mason. He comes as a shriner. He comes as a bishop. He comes as a pope. He always... He never comes as the devil. He never comes to tell you that he's going to destroy. He's coming to tell you he's going to help you. He never comes to tell you he's going to enslave you. He tells you he comes to make you free. Folks, the devil's a liar, and this is the team that he's using. Julie. Good morning. I find it interesting that Dr. Pippa, she served President George Bush as a special assistant Oh. National Economic Council when Enron and 9-11 happened. So. I wonder how I could get that job, Julie. Huh? Dr. Pippa, so she's, do you think she's part of this bloodline? Say, oh, coach, you're making it up. Well, you can go ahead and believe that if you want to. <laughs> go ahead and believe it if you want to. But it's pretty much a, uh, quite a coincidence, isn't it, that these people keep popping up and Henry Kissinger keeps being heard and respected. Angie, come on in. Good morning, Coach. Great show as usual. I just wanted to Thank pop you. in to let you know. So Monday night I went out to the Dublin Republican Club. Um, they had a meeting and they had a historical teaching by a Delaware County Judge, Haymanoski. And he was talking about the history of the Republican Party, of Republican presidents. It was very enlightening. But one of the things he actually talked about was one of the original parties in the system of the United States was called the Anti-Masonic Party. Uh, and- no kidding. Yes, it was founded in February of 1828. It disbanded in 1840. It was remerged in 1872 and was uh, disbanded again in 1888. Their sole purpose was against Freemasonry. Um, that was like their single party issue was Freemasonry. And they were against it was a Protestant group of people who had kind of started this very, very much for Americanism and anti-Jacksonianism and that kind of stuff. Look it up, anti-Masonic party. Barry, there's your history lesson for the day. Hey, man, uh, you know something? I, I hate to t- tell you this. Just, just some research on this. I don't know how quick Jonathan is on the on the switch. Hey, Jonathan, see if you can Google uh, how many presidents were Masons. See if we can find that anywhere. Jack, come on in. 
Uh, it's, it's an excellent show, Coach. You're pulling the dots together. That woman that you had on first, she absolutely confirmed everything I've been trying to teach people for the last 20 years about the money. It didn't start with some idiot two or three administrations ago. you got to go back to the creature from Jekyll Island. you got to go yep. back before that. And it's all absolutely sequential. <clears throat> it didn't just happen by accident that – what, what Craig was talking about with 1971, since August 17th of 1971, at 10 o'clock at night or whatever the heck it was, when Nixon closed the gold window, every state is in violation of Article 1, Section 10, United States Constitution, and we don't even think about it. We, well, because the money the is same, our tool, but the money the is same, our tool. Jack, the same people who break the rules are the people who make the rules. So there's no enforcement of the rules, folks. Okay? Now, folks, listen. Get your, get your mind out of the what century are you in? Get your mind out of the 21st century. Is that where we are? The 21st century? Get your mind out of the 21st century. And go back to 1776 when I don't even know if they had horse and buggies. I, I, don't, I don't even think they had the... Uh, the Pony Express yet? How did communication get? How did how did information get spread? And these people got in positions of authority and then built their structure from the ground up. All right. Now Jonathan doing a great job today. Hang on, I'll be right with you, Naomi. How many secret? What what, what did that say at the beginning? At least twenty presidents were members of secret societies. The secret society up on the screen right now, there it is. 20 U.S. presidents belong to secret societies. Well, we've only had 45. That's the ones we know of, right? George Washington. Here are some of the presidents. Just scroll down through them. Washington, he's a Freemason. Tells you about the whole thing. Thomas Jefferson, Freemason, Flat Hat Club Society. Go ahead. They call them different things. James Monroe. All these guys at the beginning. Isn't it amazing? James Monroe, Monroe Doctrine, he was a Freemason. Andrew Jackson. See, because you don't, hang on. Some of you out there trying to run for office are trying to find out that if you're not part of the in club, you don't get to be on the, you don't get the job. In fact, you're running for central committee, Glenn. You're running for central committee. And the last thing they want is an outsider on central committee because they want to be able to control who's in control of this behind the scenes government that government being verb, behind-the-scenes government, control of the people. They don't want Glenn in there. They don't want the knuckleheads, Sabrina. They don't want her in there. They don't want Jake Warner in there. They don't want that. They want – keep going. You know who they want. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. So keep going. James Polk. Well, I'll be darned. He's a Freemason preceding the Grand Lodge of Kentucky. Go ahead. Calm down. This is just quinky dink, isn't it? James Buchanan, was he a Freemason? Well, I didn't ever guess that. He seems like a good Christian guy. Andrew Johnson, the guy who followed Lincoln. There's some who believe that maybe Lincoln was as well. Go ahead. Ulysses S. Grant, independent order of odd fellows. I bet he was an independent order of odd fellow. James Garfield, a Buckeye. He's a Freemason. He's a president of the United States. Rutherford Hayes, Delaware, Ohio. Why, independent Order of Odd Fellows, Fremont, Ohio, maybe. McKinley, another Buckeye. Freemason, Independent Order of, of Odd Fellows. I bet he was. Teddy Roosevelt. Keep going. 
Freemasons. Oh, my goodness. Keep going. William Taft, another Buckeye. Skull and Bones. John Kerry. Warren Harding, another Buckeye. Ah, Freemason, Independent Order of Odd Fellows. Franklin Rowe. Who'd have thunk it, huh? Independent, Freemason, Independent Order of Odd Fellows. They get a lot of those guys in there, don't they? Harry Truman. <laughs> you can't make us up, can you? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Nixon, really? Huh. They got rid of Kennedy. He was probably a Jesuit, wasn't he? Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford was a Mason. George H.W. Bush, skull and bones, as was his son, George W. Bush. What about Trump? Some say maybe Trump, too. Hmm. Come on in, Naomi. So Tim and I have been introduced to a man named David Strait, who talks a lot about the same things that Randy Conway does. And he said that um, what runs this company are the bankers, the lawyers, the doctors, and one other. And I can't remember what it is, but he said, if you think about it, they run the churches too, because you can't do anything without the bank. You can't do anything without the lawyers and you, um, you pretty much can't do anything without the doctors. And like I said, can't do, can't remember the other thing, but that just was really interesting to me. He said, including the churches, look at everybody who's in a government office and what position they've had and look at the churches and who, who's the deep, who's the, um, the, Big people, I forget what they're called right now, but in the churches that... Yes, the outer board, the outer board. The Southern Baptist Convention is loaded with Freemasons, folks. Loaded with Freemasons. Hey, you can't serve two masters. Jonathan, I just sent you a picture. Just sent it to you. See if you can throw that one up there. It's our good friend Joseph just sent it to me as well. Reggie, I know you've been screaming that, but I've been telling you, explain it. Explain it to people. You can't just scream. Just can't, even though I do a lot of it. Can't just scream. Did you get that yet, Jonathan? A battlefield, battlefield picture of Abraham Lincoln with Ulysses S. Grant. I don't know who the other guy is standing there with. You didn't get it, Jonathan? It doesn't matter. Takes a minute. Poor Jonathan's getting yelled at here, and I'm, he's doing the best he can. Come on in, Myra. Yes, uh, Coach. Uh, I agree with Julie, Anjin. Um, Craig Mickle, Reggie, all of you guys, I say Psalm 58, King James Version 6, break their teeth, oh God, in their, break out the great teeth of the young lions, oh Lord. Amen. That's, that's who we're at. Go ahead, Reggie. I've been listening. So, um, Coach, I Amen. It's not, we'll never find justice in that system, ever, ever, ever. Well, with the, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, so that's where it starts. We have to ed- educate people so they understand what's going on. Dr. Paul, you run, you're running into some of this stuff up there in Maine, are you not? Like nobody's business. It's like I always said, I'm not part of the club, and I'm proud not to be part of the club. 
Um, I, for any of you folks here who uh, got recruited for masonry, they they recruited me in a big way. I just, for whatever reason, I was always rejected. Um, hmm. Right now, five months out, the board took my license and uh, getting ready for the hearing. Guess what? They're not going to do it. <laughs> they're not going to take your license? No, they're not going to do the hearing. <laughs> they're not going to do the hearing? How can they not do the hearing? Well, he refused to recuse himself. One of the uh, Masonic uh, lawyers on the medical board. Um, and so we're making these connections. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, medicine isn't controlled by doctors. Okay. It's controlled by something else. And right now it's controlled by lawyers because lawyers on the medical boards themselves are the ones making the decisions. And that's in California. That's everywhere that I know. Um, well, because why? The love of money is the root of all evil, right? So medicine has been has evolved into a money-making process. We just saw that, right? They're, folks, they're killing off the military. They're yeah. killing off the military. They're killing off powerful bloodline Christians. That's what they're doing. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I want to include, I'm resending it. Uh, Diana, come on in. Uh, yes, I've been reading these books over the past several months and to better understand what's going on. And what they do is they, uh, of course, infiltrate the Masons are a front. And they infiltrate them into the church. And they know not everybody's going to be a Mason, but a lot of people go to church. Therefore, you'll be influenced by the Masons. Not everybody goes to church. So they put church leaders into the educational system. Um, and they keep infiltrating through that whole pyramid. So we're all connected to somebody that's connected to somebody that's connected to somebody. And one of the biggest things they do is they will marry somebody who has, who is a good Christian. This is in one of the articles that Reggie has posted on her website, uh, that they will infiltrate by marrying somebody that is a good example of the church to hide behind them. So we, we are all part of this deception. We, have, we cannot get out of it without the blood of Jesus. So we have to plead that blood Amen. over what's going on in our own lives and how we are all connected to it. That's right. So what do they call that when a, when a man who's a homosexual gets a, a wife or a girlfriend to make it look like he's heterosexual? What do they, what do we call, what do they call that? That's, that's a beard, Coach. A beard. A beard. So that's what's happening. They're infiltrating the churches. Picture up there as you can see uh, Abraham Lincoln standing, and the fingers in the in the shirt is an, a uh, Masonic Illuminati uh, salute. Folks, the I don't know if you that or not. Huh? The hidden hand. The hidden hand. Ben, come on in. Ben and Rich. Hey, Coach. Just commenting on the uh, sick military. Yesterday we had one of our guys who was vomiting blood. Had to go to the hospital after he just got his booster. Everyone's requiring required to get it, uh, except for those that have exemptions. And praise God, I'm not there at the moment. Uh, so, so Ben, are they waking? Are they waking up at all, Ben? Oh, the people are upset. They're saying we were told we're being stripped of life, liberty, or and property, everything we have, if we don't take this. And so they finally took it, and now everyone's saying, "Oh, you're at six months. You're unvaccinated now, unless you take your booster." I mean, are, are the are the soldiers, the individual guys, are they waking up? Do they get what's going on, Ben? 
Most of them, yeah. But they said we don't, we don't have a choice. We got to go along to get along. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Well, we pray God's protection around you, buddy. You hold you hold the line. Rich, Thanks. come on, come on. in. Yep. Yeah, uh, good show, Coach. Could you would you mind putting in the chat the uh, that video where the uh, lady was talking about changing the currency? Yeah, uh, Jonathan, get that in there for him, Jonathan. God, we're about out of time already. Holy smokes, uh, Jack, come on in, then Jeff. Okay, Coach, you, you've done an extraordinary job. You've pulled all the dots together. The strings are ready. We know what the problems are. Now we have to assemble and coordinate with solutions, real-time, real-world, physical solutions. Money, impeachment, and nullification are three of our tools. Let's go do something. Amen, Jack. Well, part of it's the awakening, right? The part of it is the awakening and the understanding. Because, folks, we don't want—we just don't want to believe this. Psalm two tells us it's going on. Ephesians tells us it's going on, and we just don't want to believe it. And one of the reasons that we don't want to believe it is because the guy standing in the pulpit doesn't know anything about it either. So, therefore, he cannot—he cannot make you aware of it. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. We don't get it. Go ahead, Jack. Okay, in order for the people to see the tyranny, we have to make them show their tyranny. We have to do things that make them come down on us like a ton of bricks in front of the people so that the people can see the tyranny. If they don't see it, it isn't there. Perception equals reality every time. Emma, Emma. Are you trying to get in, Emma, or did you bow out? Public school. Get in line. Public? Shut up. <laughs> Do what we Talks. tell you. Uh, you would be shocked, friends. Uh, that, you want to do some good research? Check out your local school board and see how many of them are part of the, uh, the Masons. Some ones, some ways, some form, some shape of it. So I, I have to admit, Jeff, did you have – uh, Joanne, come on in. Uh, yes, um, my father was a Mason. My two brothers were Masons, and I was a member of Eastern Star. Uh-huh. They were good people. I mean, they're all passed away now. Um, I just wanted to let you know that they were, they were, you know, very, what do I say, um, very vigilant about about being at the meetings and whatever, especially my brother. And he passed away two years ago. Well, actually, no, he didn't. He passed away on election day. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> he died from diabetes was the cause of his death. And um, when his kidneys shut down, nobody, not a soul from his um, from his lodge came to see him. That's what they call it, is a lodge. A lodge, right. Yeah. Well, Joanne, how about this? I can be a remember. I can be a member of the Republican Party and not have any idea how evil the Republican Party is. And that's, that's what it. we're doing. Yeah, that's exactly that's- what I want to say. Is even yep. I, my sisters, all of us were members of the organization. Eastern Star is just a female member. Yep. Um, yep. Local people. I mean, they do good. They do do they good. Fought. But they do not realize, yeah, they don't realize what's behind this. Um, When I got saved, my eyes were opened. I was a worthy matron of our lodge. And, (laughs) yes. Um, So, 
you know, when I got saved, I stopped being that. I stopped attending. I even dropped my membership. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty scary thing to hear about, you know. I Amen. think a lot of them yeah, do. do I mean, look at our presidents. Look at look at Lincoln. Look at George Washington. Look at Thomas Jefferson, the ones that were members. I don't know what was behind everything, but I know that they created a great nation. Evil, an evil tree cannot bear good fruit. An evil tree, Jesus' words, an evil tree cannot bear good fruit. They may have created a good country, but they also infiltrated and destroyed that same good country. An evil tree cannot bear good fruit. Betty, quickly. Yes, if you open the chat, the fall of the cabal is on We Love Trump or Rumble. You get a lot of information there. There's like 21 sections is a documentary. Okay, so so listen, uh, Jonathan, put all those links in the chat for everybody here today quickly. Bobby Lee, real quick, and we got to run. Bobby did run. Bobby did. Hey, folks, I know this is a little different show, but I know this. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And we can say all we want to. My, my, uh, I'm not making fun of anybody. We can say, oh, yeah, but my uncle one was one, and why they fed the children, and they gave away toys, and they took care of Shriners Hospital. Yeah. He masquerades as an angel of light. He masquerades as an angel of light. If the devil came out and showed you who he was, you would recognize him. He masquerades as an angel of light. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning.